And so this morning we continue looking through some of the stories. We saw last week, you may remember that um, God preserved and rescued his people through the Red Sea. You remember that uh, God brought them out of Egypt through the plagues and he's bringing them through the wilderness and all of a sudden they find themselves up against a big body of water. It's deep. And they can't get across. And things really get dire when all of a sudden they look behind them and here come their enemies trying to take them back into slavery. They know this is going to be bad. And what does God do? God moves that cloud from in front of them to behind them. He, he hides them so that the, the enemies can't get to them. And then how does God provide a way of escape for them? Do you remember what he does with the water? He parts it. He parts it. The wind blows and it creates two walls of water. And how about that ground to get across? Is it all muddy and murky and hard to get across? It's completely dry. This, this, this land that for all of creation has been buried underwater in the moment of these winds, bring, all of a sudden it's dry. I mean, how, how do you account for that except for God's amazing activity? And that, among various other reasons, are why we come together and, and sing praises to God for all his miraculous work. Well, as we pick, pick up the story this morning, God's people have gotten across the Red Sea. Their enemies have been destroyed in the Red Sea. The waters came down and destroyed them. And so here's where we pick up now. So there they all were. Grandmothers, granddads, babies, uncles, aunts, children, moms, and dads. They made it through the waters, and now they're out in the middle of the desert. And it's hot. And they have blisters from all their walking. They're hungry. They're thirsty. And it's just way, way too hot. We don't like this, they screamed. It stinks. And so did they, because for quite some time, they had not taken baths. Now, remember, because this is something they'd forgotten, God had done amazing things for them to bring them to this point. He'd hidden them inside a cloud. He had moved the waters. He'd set them free. He had done all this, and yet God's people still were not happy. They didn't care about being free. Wasn't it better when they were slaves? At least when they were slaves, they had food to eat. They had some shelter. They had a place to, uh, to lay down at night. Even though maybe their days were, were hard, they had a place to lay down their head, a bed to lay on. Wasn't it better when they were slaves? And so they said things like this, God doesn't want us to be happy. It was the same lie that Adam and Eve had heard all those years before. And they were saying more things like, God has brought us out here to kill us. God doesn't love us. But the problem here was they just didn't know God very well. They didn't know God at all. And every day of their journey, God kept on showing his people how well he would look after them if they would just trust him and obey him. For when they were hungry, God made the sky rain with food, bread coming down from heaven. You ever heard that story in the Bible before? Where God just rains down food from heaven. They wake up, they're starving, and there's just food that miraculously appears. What is it, they asked each other. They didn't know. What is it? Well, they called it manna. When they were thirsty and started quarreling, God made water flow from a rock. Time out. You ever seen water flow from a rock before? 
Now, where are you going to find water in a desert? Let's, let's talk about that one. Where, where are you going to find water in a desert? There's no water in a desert. That is the definition of a desert. There's no water. So where are you going to find water? Oh, we're thirsty, God. So he takes a rock, and God makes water flow out of a rock. Go home this afternoon. Go to your flower bed. Kind of play around with that rock. Beat on it a little bit. Throw it down on the ground. See if you can break it. Do anything you can. See if you can make water come out of one of those rocks. If you can, come see me. <laughs> you won't be able to. Only God can make water come out of a rock. And still, God doing all this, God's children didn't trust him or do what he said. They thought they could do a better job of looking after themselves and making themselves happy. Sound familiar to anybody? Me too. But God knew there was no such thing as happiness without him. So God led them to a tall mountain. He wanted to talk to his people. He wanted to finally teach them what he was like. He wanted to help them know him better and tell them about the special place he was going to give them. The whole earth belongs to me, God said to them. But I have chosen you. You, I've chosen to be my special family. And as my special family, I want you to live in a way that shows all the other families of the earth, all the other nations, what I'm like. So that through you, they'll know me too. And so God called Moses up the mountain. And when he came before God, the great mountain, it shook. It's a good place to, again, pause. How many of you have taken a vacation up the mountains before? Yeah. You've been driving, you see them off in the distance. Are they huge? Are they massive? Usually. You ever, when you're driving, see one of them just start doing this? Just quivering. No, I mean, you ever seen that before? No. What's happening here? This is what happens when God comes near to anything things happen. When God comes near, things happen. That's true for us. When God comes near to us, things happen. Things, we change because of God's presence. And that's what's happening on this mountain. The great mountain shook, a, cloud, a thick cloud fell, thunder roared, lightning crackled, and God gave Moses 10 rules called commandments. And among these was this. I want you to love me more than anything else in all the world and know that I love you too. God told them, this is the most important thing of all. I want you to know more than anything else in all the world that I want you to love me more than anything else in the world and that I love you too. That was the most important thing of all. And then God gave them other rules, things like don't make yourselves pretend gods. We're going to talk about that this morning. Don't make for yourself false idols. Don't kill people. It's a pretty good rule, huh? Don't steal things. It's a pretty good rule, right, Dylan? <laughs> Don't steal things. He was asking me questions about stealing. He didn't steal anything. He was asking me. Don't lie. And these rules that God gave showed God's people how to live, how to be close to him, how to be happy. These rules showed how life worked best. God promises to always look after you, Moses said. But will you love him? Will you keep his rules? What do you think they said? Yeah, we will do it all. We will do everything that he said. We promise. 
But they were wrong. They couldn't do it. No matter how hard they tried, they could never keep God's rules all the time. Now here's a secret that the Bible tells us later on that we don't know here. When God gave them those Ten Commandments, God knew they could not keep them. He gave them to him knowing they could not keep them. And he wanted them to know, you cannot keep my laws. You can't do what I tell you to do. Why? Because in the, what God's plan of salvation, there is only one who can keep these laws. And many years later, God's going to send that one to keep all these rules. To keep it, not just for himself, but for, for his people as well. And who's that person, the one and only person, who can keep all these rules? Jesus. Jesus Christ. The giving of the law is to teach us we can't do it. And I need, if, if these things are going to be kept, I need somebody to do it for us. And that's Jesus Christ. The rules can't save you. Only Jesus can. Only God can save us through his son Jesus. And that's why we gather together this morning and we sing God's praises, the wonderful activity he's done even in giving us the law. The law wasn't a failure. It did exactly what it was intended to do to show us we can't be as good as God demands us to be. And therefore we better find the one and only way he's given us and that's Jesus Christ. He's kept the law perfectly. And for those who repent of their sins and profess faith in Jesus Christ, they live upon his obedience. The promise is God will treat you as though you kept the law perfectly, even though you didn't. 